0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the live broadcast. My name is Ryan Treasure, and you're tuned in to www.voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. And we're coming to you live from the Advanced Advertising Theater right here at NAB 2016. All you people out there on uh, social media, uh, we just came off of a nice panel discussion uh, with a bunch of social influencers. Uh, so be sure to go back and take a look at the podcast, take a listen, share, uh, and of course, get it out there on social media. I'm joined with our very own uh, tech cat, Lori Schwartz, and also Asim from PsychAbility. Guys, welcome to the show today. Hi.
1: It's great to be here, of course. My feet are killing me after a couple of days here at the uh, NAB show. But Asim was on our panel yesterday, really digging into some of the themes around the business of ad tech. And broadcast and what we're really seeing is those two worlds are really colliding so I'd love to hear Seem tell us about your background and then what Psychability is doing because you guys are really sitting at the center of a lot of the themes today at the NAB show especially in the advanced advertising theater where we see tools coming over from digital that are impacting linear it's kind of fascinating so so tell us about yourself you're fascinating
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well uh, I I don't know if I'm uh, fascinating but I'm a tech geek <laughs> um, I've been in the uh, TV media industry and technology for 15 to 20 years. And uh, I, my last role where I was working for a corporation, I was the uh, general manager of uh, advertising at SeaChange, And uh, I was looking at TV audiences and I was looking at TV placements. And one of my customers, which is a very large uh, uh, cable operator. What do, what I, do they rhyme
1: with? Past. Not otter or ox or. No. I'm I'm Warner. <laughs> <No>. Warner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
2: realized that there was a tremendous amount of local ad inventory. That's my coffee. I know. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I
1: only do audio, not visual. So. Ah, that's <laughs> what the problem is.
2: So I saw that there was a, a really large amount of uh, local ad inventory. And, and this is a market, like TV is not like digital. There's a limited amount of inventory available. And uh, there was like 35% unsold inventory. That's a, this is a $40 billion that's business. That's a
1: third That's a third, more than a third, yeah. Yeah.
2: So the problem was that this inventory was typically like off hours. It wasn't viewing, uh, the viewing... uh, It uh, wasn't
1: uh, the prime, prime stuff that people wanted.
2: So uh, that sort of triggered the thought that there's really a business case here. So we started out trying to basically figure out how we could get better audiences, and we then uh, ended up building the first standalone DMP, that's a data management platform, which is a term which is commonly used on the digital side, but is relatively new in the TV space. Right. So, uh, and what do we do? We basically take a tremendous amount of data viewing off of set-top boxes, off of smart TVs, etc., and from that figure out wh- who are the audiences that are watching. Uh, but we're doing this for millions of uh, endpoints, not for thousands like what has been done in TV in the past. So the convergence that's happening is that there's a lot of uh, terms and technologies and techniques that uh, digital has sort of like raised the bar And the TV industry is sort of like very, very successful at uh, putting a lot of content out there and monetizing it. But there's an opportunity now to one, use what's coming from digital and two, to sort of like um, actually build off of it. So like, I mean, if you can do a campaign where you do a TV campaign and you link that with what happens on digital, and you can actually measure it. That would be really,
1: really powerful because everyone's always trying to tie those two together. Let me ask you just like a side note, because this has been something that's plagued me forever. Ad agencies are so on digital's butts (laughs) about the data, but they're so easy, it seems, on the broadcast side in terms (laughs) of like understanding what really happened. So here you're coming with a solution that will bring that same diligence, right, to the linear side. So do you think that that's going to throw off some of these? folks who have been on the linear side, like the Nielsens, who have been getting away with not really capturing what's going on?
2: Um, I think that the industry is going to move forward. Um, And I think that the pressure comes from the people that are paying for it. They've seen this kind of response already. The brands themselves—they've seen that they can get this type of due diligence from the digital side, and uh, it's only a matter of time before they will demand it. Uh, Actually, I think the right way to phrase it is they're already demanding it. Um, The TV industry simply hasn't responded yet. Yes. And uh, there is a wave of movement to make that happen. Um, Well, there is this—the there is a fear of change. Yep. There's a yep. fear of commoditization. Um, I think that uh, the fear of change is a the well-known one in any industry. Uh, the fear of commoditization, we're not so sure that we actually agree with that yeah. because um, it's a limited inventory. It's not like digital. Right. Um, you uh, And it's not well understood how you can sell that inventory and find the best buyer for it. And if you're able to actually really understand your audience, you can find the best buyer, which actually means you can sell it for more than you're selling it today. And
1: you're talking about really good targeting. Yes. Or is it really well targeting? Really good? Tar-
2: I <laughs> <laughs> okay. English was not one of my majors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I actually never studied it.
1: English, <laughs> you just learned it. You picked it up.
2: Yeah, I was walking around. <laughs> <laughs> People would come up to me and start talking I to me I think you're English. doing very well. You're Thank doing you. are doing very good.
1: No, you're doing very
0: well. <laughs> that very one's well. very well. Even <laughs> even well. That, that <laughs> one, sure is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, y- you guys are building the DMP now. Are you, um, Are y- do you have some test cases out there already? Is it in action? Uh, you know, what's, what's going on with the product?
2: Uh, we're working with uh, a number of MVPDs. Um, we're working with a number of programmers. And can
1: you define MVPD for folks that don't know what that is? Um, that
2: would be... Uh, uh, satellite, cable, uh, telephone um, So Yeah, so we delivery. used to
1: call it MSOs for multi-service operators, but it's expanded out because now it's in all sorts of different industries that are producing content through pipes exactly. of some kind. So you're working with everyone who's dealing with content and pipes, basically. Exactly,
2: and we're working with agencies too. So we're actually, uh, across the entire spectrum, there's really a need or a demand for really understanding the audiences a lot better. Um, so it, it's, it's really interesting because it's right now at the cutting edge mm-hmm. and only the sort of, like, uh, people are moving into it and starting to become comfortable with it. Um, I think the trend's only going to pick up.
1: Now, ha- have there been any TV buys based on data from your platform yet? You know, has, anything, has there been anything actually that happened based on, on your platform?
2: The results that we did in some of our trials were directly mapped and measured to show that, the, uh, uh, that they were effective. Okay. Um, and uh, I think the execution of the platform is w- what's the next step uh, in terms of being able to um, uh, use it and uh, uh, see a, a price up or a value uh, come from it.
1: So interesting enough, you talked about at the beginning that this is uh, that there's th- the reason that part of this was built was because of that 35% that's sort of unwanted or remnant or whatever we want to call it.
2: And that was only one use case, the right. funny part of it. So it's, like, it's kind of like that's what started off. I was like, that's really a lot of money, 35% right. of a $40 billion market. And it turned out that, so as a result of that, we built the data management platform. Then that in turn, we looked at it and said, how many different ways could people use this? Uh, That's a very specific local ad problem. Uh, National broadcasters don't really have that problem, but they have different ones, like TuneIn, for example. I want to put a commercial up for a promo for a show before another show. Well, how do I decide what promo I should put? Um, In reality, people basically kind of have an idea what the demographics are, and they put it, but they really can't measure it. Um, And so we're working with people on that.
1: So use cases now are falling out of all of this outside of just dealing with Remnant.
2: Yes, absolutely, and That's it, great. It, 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 it will eventually be pervasive. And and uh, again, it's very easy to uh, sort of like compare this. Look in the digital side. the uh, In digital, everything is the execution of the programmatic side is one part, and the other yeah. part of it is understanding the audiences.
1: So, another question I have for you is, what happens in an environment which we're faced with today, where discovery is really a challenge, right? Because if I'm not watching linear broadcast and AMC isn't showing me the commercial for the next show they're showing, and yet I still want to place spots, but discovery and patterns and people are jumping all over the place and moving from platform to platform, can you help still with that data to help find where my viewer is when I'm not on the same platform when I'm on a mobile device or I'm on a you know a tablet or you know a TV screen because I think that's what's stressing the system right now is that no one you know the audience can't find anything you know well the so con- how do we find the audience <laughs> well
2: content discovery is one part of it but actually finding the audience is is one of the things that I think, uh, I'm, I don't know if we're quite ready yet, but our definition of TV is radically different from the current existing definition. Uh, our defi- uh, the current definition of TV is linear TV um, played out, right? Our definition of TV is that, plus catch-up content, plus over-the-top delivery, plus, uh, you know, every form where premium content uh, media is delivered should be really looked at as yeah. one bucket. If you start taking that holistic view, then you put a data management platform like ours in conjunction with it, which is taking all of it in, you get the view that you're looking for. Uh, this is a problem that has to be solved. Um, and it's one that is actually, it's driven by the consumer. They've already decided they're going to watch on the platforms that they like. We've got to just
0: catch up and uh, the tools are there now. So one of my questions, you know, um, coming from the digital space and knowing how um, how easy it is to leverage um you know without getting into too much technical details right leveraging like you know log files and different things from content delivery providers who serve up the content to the different devices it makes it really easy to you know extrapolate data compare that to a database and then start looking at you know uh, where your listener came from where your viewer came from how long they viewed what they viewed where they came from where they went all of that even without supplying a cookie you know on their device based upon ip information you know what is what is the traditional broadcast uh you know kind of way around that with you know the the inability of a television picking up a broadcast signal to create or generate the backwards flow of data to 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 to, uh to kind of monitor that how do do you guys take that approach for the television linear side
2: well i was going to answer in uh in hex if that's okay or binary but uh uh no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um the uh um The data sources about viewing have increased uh, significantly. Uh, One of the big differences, as you uh, very correctly pointed out, between uh, traditional TV and uh, digital is that there is a single connection between the source and the person who's watching it. And in TV, it's a broadcast. Everybody gets the same signal. So how do you figure out who's the actual watcher? Well, uh, there's many, many uh, uh, devices that can tell you this. The set-top box tells you the answer to that question. Smart TVs tell you the answer to that question. Um, I think almost everybody in America, at least, has a mobile phone, which has an ACR uh, built being increasingly put in. Can you
1: define ACR? Because that's another great uh, term that a lot of folks don't know what it means, but it's very Blanking similar. right now. <laughs> audio
2: audio control recognition. Okay. Uh, basically, it detects uh, based on audio.
1: Content recognition. Yeah,
2: content yeah. recognition. So um, basically for through the ACR you can again find out that someone is watching TV and uh, who's watching. So what's happened is that there is a um, an increase in data sources that's occurred on the TV side so it can match what you were describing because even though the actual delivery medium, and that that's by the way only true for live TV and there's no debate that live TV viewing is now in decline. Right. Right. So all the other ones are uh, point to point anyway. So there's data for that. And even with live TV, both smart TVs and uh, smartphones give you uh, mechanisms to actually identify specific people. So one of the age old problems that everybody's been trying to address is, well, did someone turn on the TV and walk away? How
0: do you know that's a view? Right.
1: Because I do get sandwiches
0: yeah how and you know you know with what we have done in digital you know there's always this weird pass along value for content because you know you have the ability to download an mp3 or an mp4 file and then you know am I giving that to my friend on an mp4 you know which you know on a flash drive or whatever which is completely untrackable you know not knowing so I guess the question relays the same way with you know pass along on you know traditional linear television is is there one person in the room or four people or six people or you know and those kind of things too or how long was four people in the room versus two the two that went to go get a sandwich and the two that stayed to watch
2: (laughs) but it's interesting um because we do a lot of work in data sciences so we increasingly are able to based on the amount of data you will never get 100 coverage um but based on the data and based on viewing patterns we're increasingly able to actually understand the number of people in the house uh, who they are their age and uh, income gender and things like that and uh the presence and absence of something will also be something that we'll be able to uh, accurately forecast based on the research that we're doing. Because, um, the although you don't, uh, you just certainly don't want a camera actually tracking this, right, uh, that would be Weird, Weird and uh, <laughs> not cool. And yeah, a little th-
1: like my evenings. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just uh. don't want to go there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the uh, uh, But the patterns and trends, like, I mean, we know this from a TV background. There are some shows that are family shows. The probability is that the on a family show, there is more than one user sitting there and watching it if it's at the right time of the day. And you can start building up patterns that start indicating um, the uh, presence and absence. The accuracy on that will not be 100% but it'll be better than right now, nothing. There there really is no data on it. So we've invested uh, a a lot of time and effort on the data sciences to be able to build these predictive models and uh, learning uh, a new (laughs) set of languages like R that uh, are really, really at the forefront of uh, data science development. Yeah, and
0: for us in radio too, for a long time, we make jokes. Um, Voice America just got finished creating uh, our own proprietary reporting system for our own internal infrastructure. And I talked to Jeff, the CEO, and he's, we're all just very excited that we don't have to, you know, send out a survey or worry about Arbitron and a number two pencil with somebody's dollar bill to figure out how many people right. are you listening. Can actually, you can actually <laughs> fi- figure
1: it out for real, for, for real time. Yeah. So what what do your clients look like? Are they the agencies, the brands, the networks? Is everybody in the ecosystem your client?
2: Pretty much, it starts from that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> 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 we like it, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the thing is that we picked this, uh, We picked a problem that we thought really was meaningful. Yeah, um, understanding TV audiences is actually really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we felt that, and, and the, the response has been basically, yes it is. Uh, going from agencies, going down to MVPDs and uh, programmers and uh, you know, broadcast affiliates, everybody in between. Um, we're in conversations uh, uh, with them and uh, doing trials with them.
1: That's great, so I, I do think, I mean, first of all, you had such a great crowd here yesterday and I think that shows the interest level in what you're doing, because you really are sitting you know, at the center of this, so I predict you are going to l- like replace the Nielsen's and all of those guys, right? Um, I, I you don't I want, you want I know you don't want to aggravate anybody at Nielsen. No,
2: it's it's not an aggravation thing. They've spent a lot of time, uh, fifty years, perfecting a te- technique based on panel-based interviews Yeah, uh, it is relevant. It does provide information. It is good. Um, it's not perfect, um, and I think that there is now far more data available, and it's a very, very different problem, whereas you have 18,000 odd people that are responding to Nielsen, I'm talking about millions of uh, data points that we're collecting. It's a completely different way of using the data and putting it together, Um, I, I think that Uh, uh, Currency questions are, you know, it it takes a long time to change a currency. The point is, this is sort of like if I was in the uh, um, finance market, right? And everybody around me was using one metric to basically figure out what something is worth. And someone comes along and says, I got more information for you. You can play the market now using my tool and you can basically find out
0: whether it's up or down. That's kind of the capability. So
1: building off of what currently exists.
0: Yeah, and maybe I think... Just to kind of add on to that, maybe you know it doesn't replace Nielsen, but um, you know maybe Nielsen becomes a secondary component, almost um, like in a development infrastructure where you do you know A/B testing and you also do uh, you know surveys from a product that you create and then use that along with this data sciences to then create a, a profile or package based upon you know multiple data points and then have a little bit you know better profile.
2: Exactly okay. I think that's a perfect one because you know at the end of the day the 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 rigor with which they do their panels is actually really good right um, and so it, as as a sort of like test back that is a perfect one to uh to uh, look at and see for for the small set um of course in the market there's typically very very few people but I mean it's really uh, nicely done I think that this this is like the digital and TV question it's yes. not it's not a one and another it's there are different techniques, and there are different problems that need to be solved, and there are different tools to solve them. We were just bringing a new set of tools that has simply not existed in the TV market before.
1: Now, um, where can people find out more about Psychability?
2: Psychabilityinc.com
1: And what about you? I know you were blogging for a while. You're still writing. Tell tell us how we can how we can stalk you. I mean, how we can, <laughs> how we can keep up. Because, y- you, you know, you've had such a, a really... Um, interesting background in this space and I think uh, reading about what you're up to and what you're thinking would help a lot of people who are trying to understand what's going on.
2: Well, I, uh, I uh, blog, um, I uh, have a Twitter handle, at the Bakshi. Um, and uh, I post on LinkedIn, though I haven't been as diligent about it as I did. But I quoted one of the blogs in the presentation, which was kind of fun, right? So uh, I made this prediction in May 2014 that there would be an intersection of uh, the spend in digital, which at that point in time was 28 billion, and uh, TV, which was at that point 71 or 72 billion. And I basically plotted it and said around 2018 they'll uh, hit. And last week there's a lot of people now actually predicting that it's going to come true.
1: Right, right, Uh, in in 2018? Yeah, Um, and I did this two years ago. Can we make any money on that bet? Unfortunately, any way that Ryan and I can benefit from your insight <laughs> financially? I bet you if we
0: called one of these casinos here in Las Vegas, they'd yeah. put odds on they, it they for us it. and we can, we can <laughs> get that figured out.
1: Do you do you guys go to events like the New Fronts that are happening in a few weeks? I, I'm sure you're, you're very involved in the Upfronts to a certain extent or at least paying attention.
2: We definitely are and uh, um, we were asked to do some studies uh, uh, in times past. Um, we were at Advanced Advertising last week. We'll uh, we're also looking at uh, Europe. IBC is a, a show that we go to frequently. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, um, we're
1: you are keeping your hands in, in the pie?
2: Well, I mean, it, it's a small industry, and uh, there's a you know a lot. There's a set of people that uh, we would like to meet and like to ideally work with, and hopefully benefit them.
1: That's great. Well, uh, it's been so great to talk to you, and I'm glad that you're around today, and we got to sit down and ta- and, and really find out about what Psychability is doing because. Yesterday when we were listening to the panel, we were also like, oh my God, they're sitting at the center of this. So we got to hang out with those guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've never done a radio interview before and this was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's just great to sit down and talk to thought leaders and hear what they're up to. So we'll be back in a while. We have a great panel at one o'clock on Snapchat. And uh, more from some sponsors and um, some other great uh, information coming yeah, at you. Gloria
0: Seam, thank you so much for joining uh, the live broadcast here. All the people out there in radio land on voiceamerica.com, stay tuned. Uh, come back at 1 o'clock. We're going to take a break from the live stream and then come back uh, with the next panel discussion at 1 o'clock Pacific time. So stay tuned. Voiceamerica.com forward slash live events.